0: And now,
1: Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone.
2: Welcome back. It's Monday. I'm Roger Stone, and you are about to enter the Stone Zone. When it comes to the subject of food, well, that's something I feel very strongly about. The idea of a world without pizza, well, that's really more than I could actually bear. But I think it is abundantly clear that it is the plan of the globalists, specifically those in the World Economic Forum and other elitist organizations to uh, destroy our food supply to make us more reliant on their system of nutrition. My good friend Tucker Carlson has done an excellent job of exposing the substantial number of food processing, poultry processing, and beef processing plants in the United States that have been inexplicably destroyed by fire or other disasters. Here's a short video to help introduce the subject. Global
1: energy systems, systems, systems. food and supply chains will be deeply affected. It means investing into a greener and so for more sustainable economy, climate change can lead To an extinction of large parts of our global population.
3: How about you? eating the (laughs) bugs. Insects may be on our menu. Bugs for dinner.
2: Eating
4: insects. In a couple of years, business could well be hopping. Do the people in charge really want us to eat bugs?
1: (laughs) Ancient elites were Conspiracy, people, they invent anything you can think of. But uh, no, it's complete nonsense. Uh, The company is called Insect. This is an insect protein just
0: been approved by the EU.
1: Klaus Schwab said, we have infiltrated the government
3: of the Netherlands. And, and it's really, quite open about it. He's open about it. So, yes. no conspiracy
1: theory whatsoever. Nobody forces people to eat uh, insects.
4: For miljoenen mensen ter wereld, for the dagelijkse voedselvoorziening. Onze overheid heeft zich
1: gekeerd tegen haar eigen bevolking. In the zone is er a hell of a day. Thank you.
3: I'm Nicole Kidman and I am going to eat. Four-course meal of bugs.
2: My, that looks tasty. Not. Nah. Joining us now is Roman Belmakoff, who is a reporter with the Epic Times, host of the show Facts Matter, and the producer of hundreds of videos and TV commercials, some of whom are the most successful advertising campaigns in media history he's traveled around the world including of course overseas covering protests riots elections natural and man-made disasters uh, as well as communist repression he has interviewed and reported some of the most important world leaders on the globe uh, and we're honored to have him here today to discuss uh, an epic uh, times original documentary no farmers no food Will you eat the bugs? This very powerful documentary exposes the hidden agenda behind the global green policies that will disrupt uh, our food supply, including the untold stories of former farmers forced out of business and why edible bugs are suddenly being pushed to the fore uh, as a a delicacy. Uh, Roman Balcomov joins us.
0: Now. Greetings, Roger.
2: Thank you so much for joining us on The Stone Zone. This is a great privilege. Had an opportunity to both uh, read and view some of your work last night and watch the trailer for your new film. You are a very accomplished and, I think, a experienced journalist. And you're covering some of the most important topics uh, in the world today. Tell us uh, about this issue, because I, for one, have no intention of eating the bugs.
0: Well, I think I think a lot of people share that same uh, sentiment that they're not ready to eat the bugs. But what we've uncovered is that it's not the agenda behind the, the bugs might not manifest as an edip such that you have to eat the bugs. But it would be. Something that more akin to the masks or the vaccines, wherein an environment will be created such that with the vaccine you're not able to hold it down a job if you don't get the shot. With the bugs, it might be that five years from now you go to the store and the hamburger patty is forty-seven dollars a pound, whereas the cricket burger right next to it is four dollars a pound, and then you're like, all right, well (laughs) I have to feed my family. Let me eat these bugs. So that's sort of um, what we were able to uncover. It's sort of a more of a regulatory war against the food supply and, and the farmers, of course, who are the main drivers of the food system, um, making it such that they're kicking out the farmers in order to save the planet and to make up for the loss in protein, you have the rise of the edible insect industry. So that, that's sort of the, the broad overview of what we're able to uncover.
2: Do they not claim that uh, ending farming, which of course has been with us since the beginning of time, is somehow built around their goal of uh, climate change, or dealing with the alleged problem of climate change? Is this not their their phony baloney argument that why well, we need to
0: stop farming? Well, well, Roger, 100%. That That's the underlying ideological framework that, that holds this whole thing together. Because, I mean, the thinking goes that, okay, we might need to get rid of farmers, right? And it's going to hurt the farmers, it'll hurt the food supply, but It's like it's like a false binary. It's like, well, do we have a planet without with less farmers or do we not have a planet at all? And therefore, there's nothing. That's the that's the kind of choice that's being presented. And what we're able to uncover is that it kind of trickles down from the bottom from the United Nations Agenda 21, which is the kind of plan for the next 100 years. It's a plan for the 21st century. And the current 15 year plan of that is Agenda 2030. That's where we're in right now. The Agenda 2030 part of agenda 21 and it trickles down into concrete policy implementations in countries around the world and the the people implementing this are are, are very smart i mean they're not they're not like cartoon people you know that just like are, are comical um you know globalists who are just kind of sit around the table planning stuff the they're, they're, they're concrete people who go into localities they go into the county level they go to the water boards they go into state legislatures here in america and around the world and they get concrete policies implemented, or they use the laws that are already on the books to effect change, such as, for instance, the Endangered Species Act is very heavily used uh, here in the U.S., WOTUS, the Waters of the U.S. Act, the Antiquities Act, which allows the president to uh, designate certain land as national monuments, et cetera. They're they're being used to essentially handcuff farmers and force them off the land. Um, So so that's what we're seeing. That's that's what we're able to uncover it throughout the course of our year-long investigation.
2: Uh, you and your colleagues have done an uh, an excellent job at the epic Times of covering this issue. But why do you think the so-called mainstream corporate media, both in the United States and worldwide, seems to be ignoring this issue?
0: Roger Stone, it's, it's the same question as why, when you were arrested at 4 a.m. at night, was CNN right there on the spot uh, to record you? It, it, it's, it the answer is the exact same. They're, it's it's hand in glove. It's the same ideological um, agenda driving both the media and the people in government pushing this forward. And well, I say the people in government, but the people are also outside of government who are sort of enacting change. It's it's the same ideology. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean that that's pretty much it. It's it's the exact same ideology driving all of them um, all of them together. And so it seems like it seems like it's one grand conspiracy when you look at it from the outside, but it might not necessarily be like that, like one grand conspiracy. It might just be one underlying ideology and worldview that's driving everyone towards a a similar direction. And that's why I believe that the media is very complicit in what's happening. They're they're not reporting the facts accurately. And so with the documentary, what I'm trying to do is equip people with a, a language and a nuanced understanding and the facts so that when they watch the news and they hear a politician speak, they understand what's really behind those words, because on the surface, the words are very nice. They're very compassionate sounding. Let's save the planet. Let's restore the water to its natural quality. Let's have the air be as fresh as it ever has been. But that's not I mean, th- those are like the surface level niceties. Right. But beneath it, it, when you look at the science, it, that's not, it's not even accurate that that's what's going to happen. And in the process, you might get rid of enough farmers that you might have an actual famine that affects a billion plus people. And so with the documentary, I hope to equip people with these facts such that we avoid catastrophe before it's too late.
2: Okay, we have a little preview here of your documentary, No Farmers, No Food, You Will Eat the Bugs. Let's roll it.
1: Rat protiv poljoprivrednika je započeo u A lot of people have no clue that agriculture
2: contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world. We can't get to net zero
0: unless agriculture is front and center. They want me to produce less nitrogen. So what does that mean? How many cows are you going to have left? Steaks? We have to uh, reduce half. Would you be able to do that? I don't know you can see the attack on farmers all over the world. It's an agenda that is being pushed through government officials in respective
1: countries. We live in fear. What are they gonna do next to us here?
3: This is a crisis which is man-made. This man-made decision put us at a very dire state.
4: This is a problem when you make environmental policy about
1: politics than results.
0: The government wants to control the food. So we don't eat meat, but we eat insects or something like that.
1: We can put insects in all of us. Burgers, pasta, bread,
0: smoothies. So this right here is sort of the future of food. Yes, this is future food. We are headed into a time of very significant food shortages. Many millions of people are going to find themselves starving. And that is simply unnecessary.
1: There's a group of people that is thinking they're doing everything good for nature. And they are against farmers. And why? I don't know. Because they think we do everything wrong.
2: Very powerful filmmaking. Excellent cameo by my colleague here, Alex Newman. Uh, Mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of celebrities soon to be jumping on board. Now, I don't know if that's because their public relations agent decides that this is politically correct and cool. I did. I tried to find a clip of Rob Lowe. Uh, it was on one of the late night shows. I thought it was uh, uh, with Stephen Colbert, but I could be wrong about that, in which he was extolling the virtues of insect protein. Uh, but why do you think all these celebrities, all of these influencers, mostly, of course, on the left, uh, are jumping on this bandwagon?
0: Well, I, of course, I can't get into their heads, and I'm sure every individual is different. But I think that the, there are two things. One is if you believe that the world is ending and you, meat is unsustainable and modern agricultural practices are unsustainable and they're going to create a, you know a disastrous situation for the planet and we need to shift away from traditional agriculture in order to save the planet, well, this is being essentially uh, built as one of the panaceas, right? It can solve all the problems in the world. If we switch to insect farming, we'll we can get all of our protein from bugs. We don't need all these, uh, you know, millions of acres of uh, foraging for, for cows and, and pigs and chickens. It, it really is, uh, on paper, it seems like, wow, it's the best thing possible. And I, maybe a lot of celebrities want to be avant-garde. They want to be sort of at the, at the forefront and maybe there's a little shock value to it. So they they'll know they'll get reported. They'll get reported on if they if they eat bugs, and so um, th- that that might be why they do it. But what's interesting to note is that there was a paper that was released by the UN back in the year 2000, I want to say 2001. It, it was called "Edible Insects," and this was before right you know this moment in, t- in period of uh, in time when a lot more people are sort of aware of edible insects. This was back when nobody was talking about it. Uh, but th- they produced this paper called "Edible Insects," where they dis- discussed insects as the future of food. And one of the problems they cited in this UN paper, which is, again, like 20 plus years ago, was that the public is not ready for it. And one of the solutions to to solve that problem, that the public is not ready to eat the bugs, was to get the mainstream media on board and to get celebrities eating the bugs, which is just funny when you look at now, you have all these celebrities going on media to eat the bugs. And this was exactly what was in the UN's uh, agenda document 22 years ago. And anyone watching this program, you can just Google it. It's called Edible Insects. Uh, 2001 UN document. It's it's there online. You can see it for yourself. So uh, I I, I, don't, I of course don't know what's in their heads, but I just find it interesting that uh, at the global level you had this plan 20 years ago, and it seems like it's being enacted exactly the way they wrote it.
2: Yeah, they, the the globalists have a tremendous tendency to telegraph their punches many 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 years in advance. What do you make of the disproportionate number? of food processing plants, uh, meat packing plants, uh, poultry facilities uh, that have been destroyed uh, over the last 18 months. Tucker Carlson has done extraordinarily, I think, illuminating reporting on this. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not some uh, some anomaly. Uh, is this the dark underbelly of this entire campaign to move us off of uh, agriculturally grown and raised food to using insect protein?
0: Uh, you know, I, I can't rule anything out. However, in the course of our investigation, when we were putting together, uh, the documentary and we were traveling around, uh, that, that was one of the threads we began to pull at, these, uh, these suspicious fires that were, um, popping up across the country in, uh, in poultry plants, in food processing plants, etc. But, the the issue with that is we weren't able to find any anything that connected them other than the fact that they all were food related. We looked into every one of them into the into the uh, local uh, fire departments reports, uh, into the local police reports, and it seems like they were all very disparate. Uh, some of them were was like a I remember one of them was like a potato chip manufacturing plant. Another one was like a local local food processing plant that dealt with I believe pickles another one was a a large poultry plant another one was uh, I believe a, a a cattle building that like a small airplane flew flew into the top of so we weren't able to find anything that connected them nor were we able to find like an overarching uh plan behind the scenes that were that was leading to this rise in um in food processing plants uh catching on fire and so maybe is the best i can say about that you know again as i mentioned the the ideology behind this um sort of a push is what's driving it forward rather than like a top-down conspiracy. It seems like it's more of a bottom-up. Well, maybe the ideology came from the top. It went to the bottom, but now it's kind of, you know, evolved into a grassroots approach where from the the bottom, people are implementing these policies. So, I I mean, maybe some of these fires are caused by people who want to see the food processing uh, move towards bugs, but we weren't able to find any conclusive evidence of it.
2: Uh might be a subject for another documentary on a different day based on further and more illuminating uh, research. So in the 50 plus interviews that you did in 25 different places around the globe in preparation for this powerful documentary, um, what whose story stands out the most
0: to you? I mean, uh, a, a lot of stories do. A lot of the people in Sri Lanka we spoke with, um, they. <laughs> Sri Lanka is a funny funny test case because a lot of people don't know this, but the official name of Sri Lanka is the Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka. So, I mean, they're an openly socialist country. And so implementing this stuff was fairly simple. The president one day, he went on TV and he said, that's it, no synthetic fertilizer. Uh, we, we, we asked around government officials when we were in that country like how could that happen like what was he basing this idea off of that you weren't you're going to get rid of fertilizer and they said that uh, basically some uh some environmental groups had the president's ear they made him assume that it would work and uh and he did it and he was he was praised by these different interna- uh, you know internationalist organizations like the WEF um they praised him for that decision but it it, it completely ruined the country uh the they used to be a net exporter of rice Th- then all of a sudden they were starving uh, the whole country was starving they had a, Complete economic meltdown. Uh, the presidential palace was overthrown, and the problem there is that Sri Lanka is a relatively poor country. So when you when you disturb the the, the agriculture industry there, people were actually starving. Their economic situations were cut in half. Uh, they could no longer send their kids to school. People are holding down five jobs uh, to make ends meet. So that's what happens in a poorer country. Um, here in the U.S., we, we drove around and spoke to many ranchers, uh, and they stand to lose their their generational family farms. Uh, because they are losing their water rights, they're losing their grazing rights, uh, and this is coming from the top down. What we're able to basically uncover is that the UN's Agenda 21 manifests in different countries differently, according to the local laws and the local situations. One of the ways it manifests here in the US uh, is that they use something called, well, the, the overarching name for it is Agenda 30 by 30, which is the federal government's plan here in America to own 30% of the land, Uh, by the year 2030 they want to put it into conservation and they use many different ways they use conservation easements uh the endangered species act the waters of the u.s national monuments uh things like that and we just spoke with the farmers who are getting affected by this and it's brutal i mean just imagine like your your family started with nothing they bought a small plot of land eventually bought more land they built it up made it productive they invested so much into it and then the federal government comes in and says hey we're taking away your water rights even your groundwater rights and now the land is worthless, you can't even sell it, but you have to move you and your family and your whole several generations of work is, uh, is for naught. I mean, those are the types of stories we are hear. And the worst thing is that th- the farmers know what's happening, but um, young people in the cities, they have no idea. They have no idea that this is happening. And the only time that they might realize what's happening is when they go to the supermarket store shelves and they're empty. And so with this documentary, we really hope to kind of shed light on what's happening Uh, behind the scenes and in the rural countryside that very few people go to unfortunately um to hopefully avoid disaster
2: all right folks the documentary is uh, no farmers no food you will eat the bugs let's put up that uh, web address again if we may uh folks i I strongly urge you to check out this powerful documentary there it is nofarmersnofood.com roman Balmakoff, i want to thank you so much for being with us today on the Stone Zone. And my friend, you have a standing invitation. If you visit South Florida, I will take you out for a nice, thick, juicy steak.
0: I love it. As long as there's no bug relish, I love it. Let's do it. Thank you for having me.
2: Thanks again for joining us. Uh, There you have it, folks. Uh, A very powerful, I think important issue. Uh, We're happy to bring you here on the Stone Zone. Speaking uh, of the Stone Zone, uh, the uh, the new mobile version at stonezone.com has been completely redesigned. So if you are not subscribing to stonezone.com, let me strongly urge you to do so. Uh, There's several things that you can get at stonezone.com. First and foremost, you have the archive of these stonezone.live shows. Uh, which is completely up to date and will be updated immediately after this show. Uh, You also have the opportunity to listen to my weekly WABC New York radio show. Uh, This past weekend, I was joined by Garrett Ziegler of the uh, Marco Polo USA nonprofit organization. He's being sued by Hunter Biden's high-priced attorneys in an effort to silence him, uh, in his efforts to expose to the American public the various crimes that are documented in Hunter Biden's actual laptops. Uh, we were also joined by Kash Patel, a former assistant to President Donald Trump for counterterrorism, a former chief of staff for the U.S. Department of Defense, uh, and former chief counsel uh, to the House Intelligence Committee actually the House Select Committee on Intelligence, uh, who found out that while he was fulfilling his uh, constitutional obligation to investigate Russian uh, collusion and the origins of that hoax, he himself was being spied on uh, by the deep state and the Justice Department. Kash Patel has filed a landmark lawsuit that's going to expose that. If you missed any of those shows uh, this weekend, uh, you can go to StoneZone.com and go to the audio section uh, and listen to all of those powerful interviews. So uh, while you go to the Stone Zone, uh, I would also ask you to go to the store uh, where you can get all of my best-selling books, Stone's Rules, uh, with a foreword by my good friend Tucker Carlson. Uh, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, uh, The Case Against LBJ, a New York Times bestseller, uh, The Revelations this past week uh, by uh, 88-year-old former Secret Service agent Paul Landis, uh, and a nurse, Phyllis Hill, who have come forward uh, to uh, produce new evidence which completely contradicts uh, the Warren Commission theory. Uh, that President John F. Kennedy was killed by a lone nut gunman acting alone. It's interesting that the revelations of both Agent Hill, uh, pardon me, Agent Landis and Nurse Hill, actually bolster my documentation uh, in my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ, uh, that shows that John F. Kennedy was the uh, victim of a conspiracy, and was shot from the front and the back. To get your copy, go to themanwhokilledkennedy.com, themanwhokilledkennedy.com, and you can get a signed copy. Now, if you choose to go to uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or some other source uh, to buy the book, I strongly recommend the paperback edition because it has three additional all new chapters of bombshell new information. But uh, the play, best place to get it, of course, is at stonezone.com by going to the shop. We are uh, obviously uh, brought to you here by the great folks at mypillow.com. Now, mypillow.com is, of course, the major enterprise of America's leading entrepreneur, America's leading capitalist. Uh, America's leading believer in the free enterprise system, and he himself is under siege. The courts recently ruled that the seizure of his cell phones uh, by the FBI for unspecified reasons do not violate his constitutional rights. I don't know why I find this hard to believe, but I do. So Mike Lindell needs our support. Well, we need your support here at the Stone Zone as well. How can you support us? Well, in the deposition of Mike Lindell uh, that was being performed by lawyers representing one of the voting machines companies that are suing him, Mike refuses to settle. That's because he's a man of principle who believes that he's right. Uh, he was accused uh, by a smart ass left wing lawyer of selling lumpy pillows. Uh, folks, I've heard a lot of criticisms out there, but no one has ever said that Mike Lindell's pillows are lumpy. In fact, uh, when you go to MyPillow.com, please, first of all, use promo code STONE. That's right, promo code STONE. This is a way for you to help Mike Lindell and to help Roger and Nidia Stone and help us produce this show. Now, in terms of the quality of the pillows, I bring your attention to the revolutionary new My Pillow 2.0. Not only is this pillow not lumpy, uh, but it employs a patented cooling technology which leaves your pillows cool to the touch uh, for the best night's sleep of your entire life. So there is a patented cooling technology woven into the pillow, so the pillow always remains cool to the touch throughout the night. Mike Lindell himself says the key to a great night's sleep is both height uh, and temperature. And now uh, with promo code STONE, there's a special four pack offer where you can get four of these revolutionary pillows uh, at the low, low price of $99.98. Previously, one pillow was $99.98. Then Mike had a special in which if you bought one, you got one free. But now, Mike Lindell, heck of a guy, has this new four-pack special where you get four of these revolutionary pillows for the low, low price of $99.98. Full disclosure, yes, we make a commission here at the Stone Zone when you choose to use our promo code. Uh, And while we're at it, let me talk about some of the other great products that you're going to find there. First and foremost, uh, my wife and I uh, are lifetime animal lovers. Uh, our many pets, we've had nine Yorkshire terriers in the duration of our marriage. There's our babies, Mimi and Peewee, uh brother and sister from the same litter. I want to thank all those people who send in pictures of your dogs, particularly your Yorkies. Uh, they are like our children, uh, and uh, you can see them luxuriating in their my pillow dog bed the my pillow dog bed is uh, my favorite product uh, at my pillow uh, and uh, they start at 1999 uh, for the small uh, 39.99 for the medium and 69.99 for the large uh, dog bed now uh, these are durable they protect uh, your carpets they protect your floors uh, yet your pets get to sleep or lounge uh, in complete luxury what could be better than that if you like the dog beds Well then I have to recommend the companion product. That would be the pet blankets. I love it when the guys in the control room are ahead of me. Uh, The pet blanket uh, keeps your dogs or your cats warm at night. Uh, Mrs. Stone and I like to crank down the temperature. We turn down the air for a good night's sleep. Mike's right. It is about temperature, uh, but um, it does uh, sometimes put our little doggies in the position of being cold and the my Pillow Pet Blanket solves that problem. The small, $15.99. The medium, $29.99. Uh, the large, $59.98. And then there's a special car uh, edition of the Pet Blanket, which normally is $113, but with promo code Stone, $69.98. Uh, so please go to MyPillow.com. Um, we need your support. Uh, whether it is the uh, pet blankets and dog beds, or whether it is the My Pillow sandals, the men and women's moccasin slippers, uh, the My Pillow throw blankets, the My Pillow waffle blankets, uh, the famous mattress toppers, the scarves, uh, all of these great products available at MyPillow.com. Now uh, let's get back to what people come to the Stone Zone for, uh, and that is politics. I'm, uh, I am pride myself on, on my uh, ability to predict what will happen politically based on a 45-plus year career in American politics, but even I could not have seen the resurgence of Donald Trump uh, and his political brand. I, I don't know if it is the combination uh, of the, uh, of the television images that are being seen around the world of our country uh, being invaded by illegal uh, migrants at record numbers, uh, whether it is the uh, outrageous price of gasoline now hitting $10 a gallon in some places in California and headed there in every state, whether it is the 76 percent increase in the cost of groceries, uh, whether it is the uh, the feckless foreign policy in which we ship billions of dollars to Ukraine but refuse to s- seal our own southern border. Uh, but by anyone's reckoning, the highly successful policies of peace and prosperity under President Donald Trump have created a certain nostalgia. Uh, that is why this weekend there were two. Uh, extraordinary polls uh, that broke, the most important one uh, being the ABC News poll, uh, which had Trump leading Biden 51-42. Now, they tried to say immediately, well, this is an outlier. This doesn't seem to be accurate. One of the things that I have explained here on the Stone Zone on many occasions is that not poll, not all polls are equal. Americans, when it comes to the coverage of politics, seem to be poll crazy. Well, it's the horse race. It's exciting. It tells you theoretically, at least, uh, who's up and who's down. But it's important to recognize that any poll can be manipulated for a desired result uh, based on uh, the sample size, uh, based on the uh, wording of the questions, uh, based on the order of the questions, uh, and so on. Uh, what one looks for uh, to determine whether any given poll is an anomaly, uh, is a, uh, an outlier, uh, is a uniformity across the board. So when the ABC poll tracks virtually other every other major poll showing Biden's approval rating uh, at, uh, when it comes overall, at 37%, a new low, uh, when it shows Uh, voters' confidence in his ability to handle the economy at 30% um, when it shows, and this is shocking, uh, his handling of the immigration situation on the U.S.-Mexico border at 23%. uh, That is uh, reflected in virtue of all of the major polls uh, at this time. So uh, to now come back and say, well, those numbers were right, but the head-to-head trial heats, between Trump and Biden, um, those were probably not correct. This is a classic example of fake news dishonesty. Um, I have uh, never seen anything quite like uh, the counterintuitive nature of what's going on in American politics. The surge by Donald Trump, uh, where he is uh, not only in the ABC News, but also in a Washington Post poll, uh, leading... President Joe Biden, I'm looking for that number, I think it was 5242, uh, is uh, a reflection uh, of both uh, the the unpopularity, there it is, uh, the unpopularity of Biden plus the surging popularity uh, of Donald Trump. But more importantly, what it means is that the campaign of lawfare against him has failed. Uh, I'm talking about the the documents case uh, based in Miami talking about the uh, charges filed against him by special counsel Jack Smith in connection with the election result. Uh, I'm talking about the harassment litigations uh, in uh, New York City. Uh, If it was the deep state's plan to try to use uh, these attacks on him to discredit him, well, that has clearly failed. I can honestly say in the 45 years that I have known him, uh, that he has never been politically more potent uh, and stronger than he is at that, this exact moment. Uh, he visited uh, South Carolina today, uh, another tremendous successfully uh, orchestrated campaign event. We're going to play a clip of that
0: right now. Nice to see you. Well, we're, we're glad you're here in South Carolina.
3: I am, indeed. We're leading by, I guess, 42 points. That's a lot. And uh, we're leading by uh, a lot, according to The Washington Post, ABC, against uh, probably the worst president, definitely the worst president, I'd say, in the history of our country. He's destroying our country. So we have to change it. See you later. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mandate or mask mandate. no to rapidly reduce inflation, I will end Joe Biden's war on American energy and reclaim energy independence. Three years ago, we were totally energy independence, heading over to energy dominance. Right, Russell? For our next term, I've set the ambitious goal of achieving the number one lowest cost of energy and electricity anywhere in any major industrial nation on earth, and will be there within six months. I'm the only candidate who can make this promise to you. I will prevent World War III, and we're a lot closer than anyone knows. We are a lot closer to World War III than anyone knows, and that will be a war like no other. That will be obliteration. If we were up to Crooked Joe Biden, every single job here at Sportsman Boats would be shipped off to another country. Biden puts China first, Mexico first, Ukraine first, Europe first, Asia first, illegal aliens first above our great veterans, you know that. Puts the illegal aliens first. Never forget, our, our enemies want to stop us because we are the only ones who can stop them. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. That's true. I will never let them. I don't care. I don't care. I will never let them. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me, they're after you. I just happen to be standing in their way, unfortunately for me, but fortunately for you. Together we have fought for this country like no movement has ever fought before. You know, this is the greatest movement in the history of the United States.
2: I wanted to show you that last piece so you can see the grassroots support for Donald Trump. I want to point out, running in South Carolina, he's running against a popular former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, and he's running against a popular U.S. senator from, uh, from South Carolina, Tim Scott, uh, but uh, he leads both of them handily. And, of course, he has the strong endorsement uh, of my good friend, Governor Henry McMaster. Uh, This is uh, interesting the way this week plays out. Thursday night, as you know, there is yet another Fox television debate, uh, one that President Trump will not be attending. Now, if you look at the last debate, he's the first man in the history of presidential debates who won the debate by not participating. I believe that that will be the case here yet again. Uh, The president very wisely announced that he was going to Uh, Michigan to address the striking United Auto Workers, uh, which is, I think, underlies his unique appeal to blue collar working class voters that Joe Biden and the elitist Democrats have left behind. So if Trump is going to Michigan on Thursday, well, Joe Biden and his staff, (coughs) not to be upstaged, announced that they would go there on Wednesday. Here is the fundamental problem. I can't even begin to imagine what Joe Biden has to say to these people. Uh, he is the one pushing the electric car mandate, which essentially ultimately will have all those vehicles manufactured in China. Uh, all but Joe Biden has in mind for the u s automobile manufacturing sector is extinction uh, so you have to do more than show up. you have to have uh, an existential message for these voters. I think that this is a master stroke uh, by President Trump, gives him an opportunity to demonstrate his solidarity uh, with uh, working voters. Um, I will be watching and reporting on the Fox News debate uh, for sentimental reasons, if for no other reason, because it's being broadcast from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. But in all honesty, I expect the same muddled result uh, from the last debate. I think we can view this uh, like a uh, like an audition for vice president. But even that is an audition in which no particular candidate has yet stood out. Uh, One question I did get uh, by email that I want to answer. Someone said, I see that you had a dust up uh, with Congressman Matt Gates this weekend. (coughs) pardon me, what is that beef about? It's very simple. First of all, I admire what Matt Gates is doing in terms of trying to hold Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy's feet to to the fire on a number of key issues, uh, not the least of which is not funding the deep state, not funding the federal monolith uh, without any accountability. Uh, Gates' insistence on individual spending bills as opposed to one massive bill that nobody has time to read is indeed uh, laudable, uh, but Matt Gates uh, did say uh, that he believed that Governor Ron DeSantis um, would return to Florida to be a historic and epically popular and successful governor, and I disagree with that uh, very vehemently. What this tells me is that Matt Gates is running for governor of Florida 2026, uh, and that he seeks the support, perhaps, of Ron DeSantis, who has proven himself to be uh, a treacherous backstabbing weasel. Uh, That is the nature of our disagreement. I also saw a statement today uh, by U.S. Senator Robert Menendez uh, of New Jersey. Now, to say that uh, Senator Menendez is not a favor of mine would be an understatement. Uh, The last time he got in trouble uh, and there were allegations Uh, That for which he was never charged, uh, of uh, sexual relations with underage girls in the Dominican Republic, uh, a story I had nothing to do with. Um, He blamed me publicly. He claimed he had a document from the FBI that would prove my involvement, but he never produced any such document. You know why? Because it didn't exist. In any event, uh, the senator did say this morning that in America, the principle of uh, being of innocence prior to proven guilt uh, is all important. Uh, As one who was tried in the national press uh, and convicted of crimes that I didn't commit, on this particular point, uh, I agree with Senator Menendez. So those who say he should resign because he's been charged, uh, I don't agree with that. Um, I think he should resign when he is convicted. I believe that he will be convicted, but that's just an opinion. Uh, innocent until proven guilty is still an important constitutional uh, principle in our society. I had a great interview with Brandon Howes right here at Frank's Speech, which I covered a lot of politics. We're going to run that for you now. He's dumb at all. I think he was extraordinarily evasive uh, purposely. I mean, it, it's very clear to me uh, that Hunter Biden uh, has gotten a pass from the current Justice Department has gotten a pass from the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who has now, in my opinion, been illegally designated as the special counsel. Uh, And uh, they're going easy on the president's son in a way uh, that would not be the case if he were anyone else. As one who was unjustly and falsely accused of lying to Congress under oath, regarding Russian collusion that we now know never actually happened, uh, and one who has been harassed by the IRS about unpaid taxes, but who never at any time, unlike Hunter Biden, failed to declare every penny of my income and every penny of my assets. Uh, this is just another manifestation of the two-tiered justice system. Uh, and the question really is, House Republicans now have without any question uncovered major evidence of extortion, bribery, money laundering, racketeering, illegal lobbying, influence peddling, as well as multimillion dollar payments to Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and other members of the Biden crime family. So the question is an obvious one. Why has no member of the Biden family been subpoenaed to testify before the House Oversight Committee or the House Judiciary Committee? Our problem today doesn't really seem to be the Democrats. They're going to stonewall. That's kind of obvious. You see Jerry Nadler running point for them, trying to get higher ups in the FBI and the IRS to discredit all of these valiant whistleblowers, many of whom have appeared right here on this show. Those men uh, in the IRS and the FBI, they have risked everything. They they risk being homeless. They risk risk being penniless. They risk their security to come forward and tell the truth. Uh, Now you see a full-fledged cover-up effort. uh, And as my good friend, Kash Patel, said this morning uh, on my radio show, there is no accountability. Nobody is being held accountable. Mm. Let's talk about the 2024
4: election. Joe Biden this week couldn't shake hands with the president of Brazil. Uh, I mean, one gaffe after another it just keeps happening. There's no way this guy is going to be put up to run for re-election, is he? And thus, does that mean incoming Michelle Obama? Uh,
2: I don't see how he can possibly stand for election. Uh, He retold the same anecdote today within minutes. uh, He was lying both times. Several days ago, he talked fondly about being raised in the synagogues of Delaware. There's no evidence of any of that. But several months ago, he talked about being raised in the Puerto Rican community of Delaware. 1972, when he was elected to the U.S. Senate, the state of Delaware had fewer than 2,000 Puerto Ricans. Uh, He claims that he was arrested in a civil rights uh, protest in the 60s. Yet he says in his biography that he never protested and he wasn't on the front lines of the civil rights revolution. This guy can't keep his story straight. The day after he returned from Ireland, he said he couldn't remember the last time he'd been out of the country. Uh, So I think several things. Between his inability to perform in public, his inability to string together a coherent sentence, his constant tendency to read the stage directions, uh, his obvious state of confusion, uh, his constantly falling down, not seem to be physically up to the task, as well as his cognizant problems, combined with the horrific impact of his policies, record gasoline prices, record grocery prices, record inflation, uh, the threat of nuclear war as we ship billions more to Ukraine while a wide open southern border floods our country with illegals causing a crime and drug pandemic in the country. Now when you add to it the epic exposure of corruption by the Biden crime family, I think that the, the powers that be in the Democratic Party recognize that Joe Biden is dead weight, that he's dispensable. uh, And I fully expect towards the end of the year, when the filing deadlines come for primaries and caucuses to select a Democratic candidate, that Joe will ultimately be pressured into announcing that he is not going to run again. Now, Brennan, that is not to say that he's going to resign, because I don't think that is the case. I don't think uh, President Biden nor Dr. Joe Biden will give up the authority to issue presidential pardons uh, to Joe himself, uh, to his brother Jimmy, to his son Hunter, or other members of the Biden crime family. Uh, And he would retain that power right up until January of 2025, assuming that he does not leave office sooner.
4: So Joe stays to the end of his term, and then Michelle Obama... I guess it's going to have to get registered before the year 2023 is over. Is that what I just heard you say?
2: Yeah, I think she will have to be drafted. Here's the political problem for the Democratic Party uh, no professional Democrat, none of the Democrats that I know, think Kamala Harris uh, can politically win. She doesn't have dementia, but she makes even less sense than Joe Biden. So the only way within the confines of the modern Democratic Party, they can justify. Replacing a woman of color who is next in line for the presidency as a sitting vice president is to do so with a woman of color who is far uh, more popular uh, and far less controversial than Kamala Harris. Now, we might have viewers out there right now who are snickering or making jokes about Michelle Obama's gender or her lack of qualifications. That would be an extraordinary mistake in my opinion, from a political point of view. She is one of the most popular women in the country. She is more popular in the Democratic Party uh, than Joe Biden or Kamala Harris could ever hope to be. Her her husband is without any question the de facto leader of the Democratic Party, even if he is not uh, the uh, the titular head of the party in a formal sense. Uh, And the Obama political machine is well-oiled. Uh, they could raise $100 million for a campaign in a week. They can qualify her to be on the ballot in every primary and caucus state within days. Uh, Republicans need to take this extraordinarily serious.
4: So if you, if you I, were stating, are you, are you saying that you believe the chances are overwhelming Michelle? I mean, if you had to pick one right now, you're saying the chances are really good it's going to be Michelle Obama.
2: That is correct. And I've been saying it not only on this show, but on my own show, The Stone Zone. Uh, right here at uh, at uh, Lindell TV One on FrankSpeech.com for well over a year. Uh, I may be one of the first people in the country to recognize this, and the tip-off was really clear. Brandon, uh, she's now published her second biography. Her husband had two biographies in the lead-up to his presidential campaign. He was the keynote speaker to the 2012 Democratic National Convention before winning the nomination in 2016. Uh, She was the keynote speaker when they nominated Joe Biden. Uh, She's out doing voter registration drives. She's doing that for money or for her health. There is very little question that they've also changed the schedule of their nominating process. So Iowa and New Hampshire, traditionally the first caucus and the first primary in the nation, uh, have now been stripped of their delegates because they refuse to come behind South Carolina. South Carolina, a state with an absolute majority of African Americans in their Democratic presidential primary, uh, and also a state that uh, Michelle Obama claims as the home of her grandparents. Uh, This new lineup is a layup for Michelle Obama. So, yes, you heard it here first. Michelle Obama will be the nominee of the Democratic Party, replacing Joe Biden. Uh, I'm not saying the Bidens will go easily, but ultimately they will go. So Joe Biden
4: won't be impeached is what I'm hearing you say.
2: I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be impeached. Impeachment requires two thirds of the vote in the U.S. Senate. It was impossible for the Democrats to impeach Donald Trump, uh, and it will be impossible for for Republicans to impeach Joe Biden. That is not to say that I don't think he should be impeached. I do. It does not mean to say that I don't think there should be a trial in the Senate to get all the facts before the American people, before the next election. But uh, the idea of his removal by impeachment, I think, is highly unlikely. Uh, it is, uh, he has a perfect reason not to run. It is the obvious reason of his physical incapacity to do the job. He is clearly not physically or mentally up to doing the job. And for those out there who say, well, where's that leave Gavin Newsom? I don't think a white male can win the Democratic Party nomination over a sitting woman of color who's vice president, at least theoretically, next in line. And therefore, Gavin Newsom's consolation prize will be the vice presidential nomination uh, with Michelle Obama Mm. for president.
4: Mm. Wow, you heard that one here first, too. Okay, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Is he going to survive? We supposedly saw a document left in the men's room on the Capitol a couple Sentences long about vacating the chair. Is Kevin McCarthy going to survive as Speaker of the House or are they going to call for a vote on vacating the chair?
2: I think it's totally up to Kevin McCarthy. He made a series of promises to the caucus when he garnered the 218 votes necessary to become Speaker uh, uh, individual votes on spending, single subject votes on spending, uh, a vote on term limits. Uh, the uh, the release of all the January sixth footage from all government cameras that are in control of the Capitol Hill police uh, uh, and uh, other promises made to the caucus that he has not kept, the opening of an impeachment inquiry. Brandon, that's a press release. He's he's held Novo uh, to authorize uh, that that committee. So in essence, all he's really doing is renaming the oversight committee. Now I think. Congressman Comer and Congressman Jordan have done a decent job uh, of exposing the Biden crime family. But anybody who wants to really know the story can go to MarcoPoloUSA.org, MarcoPoloUSA.org, because that nonprofit organization uh, has published all of Hunter Biden's laptop material with a very careful annotation and explanation. Of all of it. There's no interpretation here. This is straight fact, but it has been annotated for ease of understanding. Uh, Marco Polo uh, USA is being sued by Hunter Biden and his high priced lawyers, although I think that their lawsuit is frivolous. This material has already been published in the congressional record. It is in the public domain. This is just an effort to shut down more whistleblowers, in essence, more of those who are exposing. The Biden family corruption. My point is if you will go to MarcoPoloUSA.org, where you can download on your computer for free all of the laptop material, or you can order a bound copy, which they will send to you for a nominal price, uh, they are light years ahead of the House Republicans in terms of shedding light on the epic corruption uh, of the Biden family.
4: So Republicans, a group of Republicans are blocking the...
1: I'm excited to announce that you've all made My Pillow 2.0 a huge success, and with your amazing support, we've been able to expand My Pillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our Percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only thirty nine dollars a set, queens thirty five, fulls twenty nine, and twin size just twenty five dollars. I'm interrupted this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this I've been able to add more colors, sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only $39 a set, queen's $35, full $29 and twin size
0: just $25. Order now, once they're gone they're gone for good.